start rise up this is how we fight our battles we fight our battles right here every day that's where we fight our battles we fight our battles here together we fight our battles on our knees we fight our battles in front of the lord we fight our battles with jesus christ we fight our battles with the holy spirit living with us guiding us living within us being part of us every day so why would we grieve the holy spirit 
Folks, welcome to this very special 197th episode. Three episodes away already. Three episodes away already, and we're already at 200 episodes. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you for being here. Second, I'd like to say um, that my uh, prayers are out to um, the family of Diane, uh, Senator Diane Feinstein. She passed away this morning, and I'm sure that, um, you know, what do you say? You know, she, she, she sold her soul to the devil a long time ago, and uh, because of that, she didn't get to uh, live out the rest of her years uh, happily with her family like you should do in your elderly years. She was uh, pushed, poked, prodded, and puppeted uh, by, the, uh, by the evil uh, Democrat machine, the political sh- machine that she sold herself out uh, uh, to. So, um, you know, as a Christian, as a human, as a, uh, as, as a lover of, of, of people— you know, I don't I, when I heard I got to be honest, when I heard that she died this morning, the first thing that I thought of was Donald Trump when he found out that Judge uh, Ruth Ginsburg died. And he's like, I, I hadn't heard that. You know, I wasn't happy. And I see a lot of people out there going good. It couldn't happen to a better person about time she died. And, you know, it's uh, probably probably not the right thing to say right away. You know, I mean, um, but anyway, uh, she's passed away, and uh, that is the news of this morning. And um, also some news of this morning, it is, um, it is Wanda's birthday today. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you could join me in singing happy birthday to one of our beautiful, wonderful people that are here every day, unapologetically uh, free uh, as she is and uh, says what she wants to say, let's all wish her a happy birthday and sing her a happy birthday, okay? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wanda. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Wanda. God bless you. And I'd also like to give you some more news. Um, Our own Kristen Donovan here in the chat is getting baptized on Sunday. So how how great uh, is that? How great is that? Um, so congratulations to you, uh, for getting that much closer to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, I want to say something before we get started today, and this isn't going to be directed at anybody. I can promise you that. And I am not in any way comparing myself to the one and only perfect being of all Jesus Christ. I am going to say the following though. Those of us on this planet, whether it be in real life, when we're talking to or about somebody, or whether it be in the chat right here on, uh, online, remember before you tell somebody else what they should or shouldn't do in life, there's a couple old sayings. One of them I know is, uh, don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Wendy2698, first time listening to Rise Up. Well, thank you. God bless. I'm glad you're here. You're here because of our praying. Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. That's number one. And I think that goes all the way back to when Jesus said, those of you who are innocent of sin and who have never sinned, please cast the first stone. One thing that I know about myself is that I am a work in progress and I am far from where I should be and where from God and where God wants me to be. But do you want to know why the church is seeing such low numbers of attendance lately? Do you want to know why people don't want to go and hear about Jesus and God? Because they don't want to hear your one-sided self-righteous judgments on somebody else. Now, That doesn't mean that we should not call out other Christians when they're doing wrong. That's not what I'm saying, because we should. The Bible tells us that. What I'm talking about is people who are guilty of everything that they're telling everybody else to stop doing, like Democrats. We should all, ladies and gentlemen, seek to be better, myself included. Now, today happens to be something that we've all, I would say most of all of us, 
have suffered from, and that is bad language. Bad language, period. Much like revenge, which we talked about yesterday, it is a selfish, flesh-pleasing, worldly, earthly thing that we don't need to do. Again, myself included. We do not need to use bad language. Okay? Now, what I'm first going to do is I'm going to read the description of today's show. Then we're going to pray. Then we're going to talk about said bad language. Bad language is bad language. Period. It doesn't matter what time period we are in or what country we're in. If it's not good or glorifying our Lord, or if it doesn't make him happy that we said it, then it is not worth our time. Like I said, it's the same thing as wanting revenge on someone, meaning that once you do it, it feels good, and you want more of it. It's pleasing and satisfying to the flesh. And then I said, as always, help me spread the gospel, not gossip. I had no problem. Well, I shouldn't say that. I had minimal issues when I said I'm never going to use the Lord's name in vain again. And I have about five times since in a, in a period of seven years, eight years. And it kills me every time it comes out. And that's by accident. How many times have I swore and said bad language since then? Thousands of times. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask him for understanding and discernment and wisdom and knowledge and accountability. And then let's get into talking about that, okay? All right. In Jesus' name. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, Father, we come to you today with humble hearts, knowing that we are flawed, knowing that we are bad and evil to the core because of the influences of this world and sin to our flesh. We understand the difference between right and wrong, but we've lived in wrong so long that wrong seems to be our default mechanism. Help us change that default setting today, Lord. Help us change that default setting as becoming a born-again Christian helps us change that default setting. We need to consistently and continuously, day by day, find default settings that weren't changed and change them to align with our new selves. Please help us understand this today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I was the person that every other word out of my mouth was a swear word for a very, very long time. And I was also the person that said, if you said, you don't have to use those words to get your point across, I would say, and you also don't have to be here watching my video. So get out of here. That was my mentality. Then over the years, as years went by and I became further and further in my journey with Jesus and tried to become better and better as a person here on earth to be a better ambassador uh, of the word of God, I started to realize that those words that everybody told me were disgusting were in fact disgusting. Did I stop using them? No. Did I reduce the amount of time I used them? Yes, 100%. But I also, during that time, was saying to myself, well, who says a bad word is a bad word? Some guy long, some time ago said, oh, the S word, and that became a swear word? What if that swear word is not a swear word in another country? Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm here to tell you is bad language is bad language. It's not about necessarily the word, but if that word in your culture, in your country, in your world is a filth word, then don't use it. Better yet, if you have a relationship with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus knows no borders. Your relationship with Jesus knows no boundaries. So what's bad is bad, meaning would Jesus have said it? Would Jesus have said it? Now, I've been working on this very, 
very, very hard lately. A lot. I have not said the Lord's name in vain more than five times in eight years. That seems to be a lot easier than it is for me to stop saying bad words. It is almost like a second language or a first language. I will say them and not even realize I'm saying them, which doesn't make sense and sounds like an excuse and a cop-out, and I'll tell you why. Put me on the radio. I don't say a swear word at all. I'm trained in broadcasting. Even before this, I was given interviews on radio stations all the way back in 2006 when I first started putting out music. And I knew inherently when I walked through the doors of that studio and when I sat down at that microphone, swear words off and I could shut them off. How can I do that then but not in real life? Here's a better example. Oh my gosh, hold on, stop. Redneck said, just found my dad dead this morning. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry to hear that. Lord and Heavenly Father, when this happens to one of our own, it hits a little closer to home and we... We pour out our prayers to Redneck's family and his friends. We ask that the Holy Spirit is present through this rough time and this tough time. Death is a part of life and it's something that we all need to accept. It doesn't mean we cannot be sad and mourn. And we pray for his family. In Jesus' name, amen. So sorry to hear that, man. It's hard for me to even, um, Franco, it's hard for me to even want to do the rest of the show after I hear something like that. Well, our prayers and our condolences to you, my friend. God bless you and your family. Forgive me for continuing on and doing the show. I'm so sorry, but uh, if you need anything, let us know, man. Okay? Oh, where was I? Second language. It's very hard for me to continue. I mean, it's very hard for me to stop swearing for some reason. And like I said, I'll use it and not even know I'm saying it. But yet it's a cop out because I know I can go into a studio on the radio and not use it. But here's another story for you. I, I can tell you, Eli can tell you that many, 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 many times. He has to ask me or I have to ask him when we get off air. Right, Eli? Are we off? Why do we ask that? Let's be honest. So you can say things that you don't want heard over the airwaves. Like maybe about some troll that was in the chat or some person that was being rude and, and overly holding somebody accountable like, my, like me in the chat and I got rude or mad at them and I'd say, and Eli, go, are we off? Or I'd say, hold on, let me make sure we're off. Why do we do that? Well, we do that. It's almost like you're holding a swear word. It's almost like for the entire broadcast, you're like, I'm not going to swear, I'm not going to swear, I want to, 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 I want to. You get off, are we off? Yeah, we're off. Beep, 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 beep. The key is to not want to. The key is to not want to. So we know that if we can bridle our tongues during a radio interview for an hour, if I know I can bridle my tongue for seven hours on a live stream, if I'm covering a rally, why can't I do it in real life? I can, actually. I can, but I don't because I don't want to. But I'm here to tell you that I do want to stop. I am trying. I'm doing my best in it, and I am reducing the amount of filth words that come out of my mouth. Again, ladies and gentlemen, bad language is bad language. It doesn't matter what word it is. If Jesus wouldn't say it, Jesus wouldn't say it.
I hear you, Mary, but you know what? Sometimes we have to stop. If somebody's, you know, going through that in our family, we have to stop and we have to acknowledge it. Again, it has to have, you have to have a desire not to want to use foul language because like revenge, it's only going to hurt you in the long run. Not anybody, not anybody actually. I want to go read from One Minute Prayer for Dads, and it's called, what I'm going to read from is page 16. If you have this book, book, it's page 16, okay? And we're going to read from Titus, actually, which we hardly ever read from, Titus 2.7. But this is really titled Respect. If you're swearing like a sailor, then you not only don't have respect for the people around you, but you don't have respect for yourself. That's something that I'm learning And not only that, you don't have respect for God. It's almost like when Ray Comfort says, would you ever use your mom's name as a cuss word? And somebody goes, no. And they go, he goes, why not? And he goes, because I honor my mom. I love my mom. And he goes, but yet you use the uh, the four-letter filth word and and, and use the the Lord of the name and uh, his name in vain. Uh, But he gave you life. Respect. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity and dignity. Well, if I'm teaching here on Rise Up, or if I'm teaching on LFA about something that's going on, something that I've researched, then why would I not have dignity and, uh, and integrity in my sound speech? And then it says, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. So nobody can refudiate it. Nobody can condemn it. That's what your goal is when you speak. And that an opponent may be put to shame, like the liberals that you debate, having nothing evil to say about us. Now, they can have difference of opinions, but if you hold your own and you hold your head up high and your chest out and you're an ambassador for God, who can go against you? They can only say that they hate you for what you stand for. They can't say that you're saying anything wrong or profane. And a lot of people say they're just enhancement words. They don't mean anything. If they didn't mean anything, then God wouldn't tell you not to do it. (laughs) Let's be honest, folks. God wouldn't tell you to bridle your tongue. God wouldn't tell you to control your words because your words have a power to tear uh, down and build up. If it didn't mean anything, it wouldn't tell you not to do it in the Bible from God. So don't listen to people when they tell you they're just sentence enhancers. They're only words. Calm down, people. Yeah, they are only words. And we shouldn't beat somebody to death for swearing. Call them out, pray for them, and move on. They are words. They're not nothing for you to harp on for the rest of your life if somebody's truly trying to get better. Acknowledge that they're trying to get better. Acknowledge that they said a swear word. Say, maybe you want to lighten up on the language, and then move on. Because if you keep harping on the fact that they're using the bad language, well, then conversation is done anyway because they're just going to use worse language because now they're mad at you. It's a very, very fine... Folks, they call it a narrow path for a reason. Okay? Now, I'll say the first step to not swearing is by using uh, alternate words. It's kind of like quitting smoking, right? Some people can go cold turkey. Some people need to reduce the amount that they smoke. If you can't go cold turkey with using bad words... Use other words in replace of them like we do and to replace them like we do with Adam Schiff. Should I do that? No, I shouldn't say the word at all. I shouldn't even use a replacement word, but I'm trying. And I will say this, a replacement word sounds a heck of a lot better than the actual word and it shows respect. You may not be all the way there, but you're trying. And that shows respect. All dads want the respect of their children. All moms want the respect of their children. If anybody out there says, I don't want my child to respect me, you're a liar. But respect is a two-way street. Something I'm learning at 44 years of age right now. Something I should have known 25 years ago, easily. We need, also, we need to also respect our children and treat them fairly 
and with dignity. We need to affirm them with sound speech, not affirm their gender ideology. We need to affirm them for who they are, for who God made them to be. Father, I offer myself as one who wants to model good works and walk in integrity and dignity. I offer my mouth as one who desires to utter only sound speech that edifies, not tears down, especially in the presence of my children. Guilty of that. I want my kids to never hear something evil about me. Wow. Hey, all you, uh, all you OnlyFans Instagram moms out there, think of that when your child grows up and they see your pictures online. How about when I told you that I'm glad Facebook deleted me and, and banned me for life and scrubbed my page because I don't want my kids finding the foul language that I used. I got to tell you this. When somebody sent me some videos from uh, five, six years ago and every other word out of my mouth was the F word, I'd even use the C word. It didn't bother me. I was drinking bourbon. Actually, this is what, 2015, 2016? Didn't bother me none. But then when I went back and watched them, I wanted to throw up. It made me sick to hear the way I spoke. Actually kind of made me feel good that I've come so far compared to that day. I, could, I just was like, too bad. And I remember older folks telling me, you know, we really like your message, but we would listen a lot more if you didn't use that language. And I'd go, then don't listen. Too bad. Old fart. Go fart, go, go fart dust. Like, that's how I was. I mean, Amazing. Don't tell me God doesn't exist. You tell me God doesn't exist and I'll show you that you're a liar. I can tell you that. Or you're ignorant. One of the two. I value their opinion of me more than that of any other person. My children. My wife. My family. Take my offering of myself today and use me to model Christian fatherhood. To mother model Christian fatherhood. Now, I want to go to the verse of the day, the Bible. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Bad Moon. Oh, that's for Flank. Okay, buddy. Okay. It might be easier for you to reach out to him directly if you want to help him. Uh, that way, Rumble doesn't take any percentage of it, just so you know, okay? Everybody open up their book to Ephesians chapter 4, okay? And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to go to verse 25, and we're going to read quite a bit here. Do not grieve the Spirit, okay? Do not grieve the Spirit. Let's read this. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. Because where your anger starts, that's where the devil is. I can tell you that. Let him who stole steal no longer. But rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to do, something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. It doesn't say don't let the F word proceed out of your mouth. It doesn't say let the S, don't let the S word proceed out of your mouth. It doesn't say don't even let the Lord's name in vain proceed out of your mouth. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. I'd like to thank Honeybees right now, ladies and gentlemen. Honeybees just donated $100 here on LFA for Rise Up. Keep going. Some narrow pass support with a smiley face. And Beanery for Redneck's family, $20. Thank you. 
$25 from Skyfell. I'm proud of you, Jeremy, for working on yourself. You are a model to us to want to make serious changes as well. We battle the flesh daily. Well, I appreciate the fact I appreciate the fact that you can acknowledge life is not a piece of cake for anyone and we're all a work in progress. Thank you for that. Let no corrupt words come out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Why do you think that's there? Why do you think that these instructions are in the Bible? Jeremy, do all donations on all shows go into one pot or does each host keep all his donations? It goes into one pot. It goes into the slurp fund or operations, or whatever they say that it goes for. Um, No host. Unless you specifically want to donate to them, gets any of the Rumble Rants. It all goes to LFA TV, the Slurp Fund, keeping our uh, Eli, keeping our producer Frankie, uh, if we can give him anything. I don't know if I... I'm pretty sure I've said that before, but... uh, perfect time to say it again so ladies and gentlemen oh thank you sj delph i appreciate that as well thank you very much so we have 1750 people watching right now i'm gonna refresh my video because i see only 376 likes how can we have 1800 people watching and we only have 376 thumbs up If you have forgotten, please reach down and press the thumbs up for God. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget to check out another godly news station. The only other godly uh, news station or news uh, show on LFA TV where you're getting your news from a godly perspective like you do on LFA is Trumpet Daily. And they're on Trumpet Daily is on at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday here on LFA TV. So make, um, Jephoff says, that to me is disrespectful. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Um, let me know what you, what you mean by that. Uh, but yes, Trumpet Daily, trumpetdaily.com. Follow them. Uh, they are another news show that comes from a godly perspective. And I, and I really like that. I think, uh, I think it kind of holds you, um, middle of the road, and not too much over on one side. You hold everybody accountable. Use where needed. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Jeff Paul says, people not rumbling and watching all the time. Oh, I know. But you know what? A lot of people forget. They just forget. L. Jacobs, thank you very much. We appreciate you. God bless. Jeremy, rumble has been freezing a lot. Have to go in consistently out and refresh. Poof. No longer. I wish I had that kind of magic. But I don't. Uh, Mad Test. I like Trumpet Daily. Trumpet Daily is really good. I don't watch news at 9 p.m. Great show. No, but you can watch it another time. Even though it's on at that time, you can watch it another time. OFP Farms is in the building. God bless. God bless. All right, let's go and watch some Ray Comfort, huh? We've got, uh, we've got some Ray Comfort this morning. It is Friday. Carrie Lake was on Trumpet Daily. Yes, she was. She's also been here on LFA as well. All right, 1,819 people watching. We're ready for some Ray Comfort Fridays. Are you ready? I'm ready. I love me some Ray Comfort. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's a 14-minute video of a World War II hero who was saved and baptized at the age of 105. What a great way to end a Friday, to end the week with this kind of a video. Ladies and gentlemen, My friend, your friend, Mr. Ray Comfort. Roll the video. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Tell us about your grandfather. 
Uh, he's always been uh, just one of the friendliest, warmest people that anybody's ever met. Everybody just, just marvels at how, um, just what a positive attitude he has. You know, it was a challenge for me when I started witnessing to him because, you know, are you a good person? Tonight, we are celebrating the 105th birthday of an American hero. We first introduce you to Joseph Eskenazi. Earlier this month, he is the world's oldest living Pearl Harbor survivor, and he is a local guy. Today is his birthday. Yesterday, his family threw him a party. We brought the camera. He brought a lifetime of memories, wisdom, and humor. Happy birthday to I feel great, especially today. The legacy of Army Private First Class Joseph Eskenazi began exactly 105 years ago. More than a century and six American wars later, this World War II veteran isn't just surviving, but thriving. The legendary Eskenazi is the world's oldest living Pearl Harbor survivor who was just treated to a birthday trip to the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. This man was born on January 30th, 1918. He's lived in Redondo Beach for more than 70 years. He is, as I said, the oldest living survivor at the attack on Pearl Harbor. What's your birthday wish? I wish I lived to be 120. <laughs> so the first time I witnessed to my grandfather, it was, it was within that first six months to a year after I discovered your videos and started witnessing deliberately. He would say something like, when I was a child, I asked my mother, what does it mean we're Jews? And my mother told me that it's the Ten Commandments and living by the Ten Commandments. I thought, bingo, that's, that's, what, I've, that's what I've learned. So I used that immediately to start saying, well, Grandpa, have, have you kept the Ten Commandments? And so I, I, I started to walk him through how even if he messed up one time, he failed one time with the Ten Commandments, then that meant he wasn't a good person, he broke the law. And when I, when I would say that, and then when I would mention what the consequences were for breaking God's law, he would immediately say, oh no, I can't believe that. Uh, that's, that doesn't sound right. I don't understand why God would do that. And, and there were a few times I talked to him where he said, well, you know, then maybe I don't believe in God. And I was like, and then I was able to reason with him that, no, there, there's a God, and then I, I, he would agree, okay, yeah, abs absolutely, there's a God. But I don't know if he's, if he's like you say. You know, over the years, I, I, would, I would follow up with him, and he would kind of say, yeah, I know you want me to believe in Jesus. And, but I kept talking to him about the Messiah and how you know, I'd point to things like um, Isaiah 53, and I would, I would explain how Grandpa Judaism is all about the coming Messiah. That, we, we fell short. Israel was, was falling into sin over and over and over again, and the Messiah was being prophesied, and Jesus Christ is the Messiah. After this all happened with the New Orleans World War II Museum, and he was recognized, and he started to become a celebrity, well, he, he had a pretty significant fall where he broke uh, a vertebrae in his neck in March of this year, so it was a couple months after uh, the big event in January. This man who had initially gotten my grandpa basically elevated to the celebrity status, he, he had told me he was a Christian and, and he went and visited my grandfather uh, in, in March before I came out in April of this year. And I was talking on the phone with him and he said, hey Mike, um, I think you don't have to worry about your grandfather anymore. And I said, why? He's like, well, we've just, we've been talking and we just prayed and I was telling him about Jesus and your grandfather said, yes, my grandsons told me about Jesus and that he paid for our sins. At first I was very skeptical. I was like, okay, well, maybe. When I came to see him in April, uh, you know, within, a, within 24 hours of arriving, you know, we, we started talking about the afterlife and do you know where you're going, grandpa? And, and he, definitely showed a coherent, clear understanding of the gospel. I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but we, we went into it, and I, I, I was sure to make sure to ask him the right questions um, about what he believed about Jesus Christ, and it was, it was a 180 from all the other conversations I'd had with him before. And then, you know, I, I'm just 
praising God. I'm, I'm just thankful and, and I'm, I know I'm only going to be there for a week. And then it hits me and I say, maybe we got to get him baptized. So I, I took him and made sure I had towels and a robe and um, we got to a spot where we could get him in and we got him baptized and you know we sat and we stood there in the in the water and you know the pastor was very gracious he let me do the do the baptism i asked him you know there in front of the congregation do you believe in jesus christ do you believe he's the son of god do you believe he's paid for your sins he said yes 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 and i said i baptize you <laughs> now i baptize you or whatever i said dunked him he came out and he was just glowing and everybody just clapped and it was amazing, and we sang, we sang "Amazing Grace" as a congregation. He's, he doesn't even know the words, but he's just singing, and it was just it was amazing. So. Grandpa, yes. Grandpa Joe, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that He died for your sins? Yes. And that He rose again, that you might be redeemed and forgiven. Yes. And do you believe that you're going to spend eternity with Him in heaven? I do. Amen. 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 Well, well, Grandpa, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I baptize you. Why do we honor veterans? Because they do what most of us can't do, what most of us don't want to do, where they go and protect our country. They're going to fight for our country as well, and they're making sure that we're getting better lives every day. What's the ultimate sacrifice anyone's ever made? The most famous of sacrifices? Mm. Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Hundreds of millions around the world celebrate it every week. That sacrifice. Do you know what? Do you know what it is? Mm, I can't think of it right now. I don't know. That was Jesus Himself for all of us. Yeah. Now, why did you do that? What does that accomplish for us? So we could be here today. We could be able to live every day and be able to have our own thoughts. Be able to live our own lives. Live freely. I mean, as things stand right now, I don't think Jesus would want me with him right now because I, I haven't, like, um... He always you're doing you. things you know are morally wrong in his yeah. eyes? Gospel means good news, and the good news is that Jesus destroyed death on the cross. He didn't just die so we could have freedom in this life. Yeah. He died so we could have everlasting life. Have you heard that? Of course, yeah. So how do I get everlasting life? Um, to be able to get everlasting life, you have to... Um, you can't be an angry person. You can't do things that God wouldn't want you to do. So it's by doing good things and self-control that we earn everlasting life. Is that correct? That, that's, that's a partial reason. Okay, I'll tell you what the Bible says. It says it's not by works of righteousness that he saves us, but according to his mercy. So do you think you're a good person? I think I am, yeah. How many lies have you told in your life? Plenty. Ever stolen something? Yeah. Ever used God's name in vain? Uh, well, yeah. When you cuss, right? When you say that, using it in vain. Sorry about that, but yeah. That's called blasphemy, very serious in God's eyes. Now, Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? I have, yeah. It's not, not, I'm not going to lie, yeah. Yeah, you can't. can't not with that one. Yeah. <laughs> have you had sex before marriage? Uh, I have, yeah. So here's a quick summation. I'm not judging you, but you've just told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterer at heart, yeah. and you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by those ten commandments, you're going to be innocent or guilty. I'd be guilty. Heaven or hell? Does that concern you, that if you died today, you'd be damned in hell? Of course. So, Edgar, you don't realize this, but I love you, and the thought of you going to hell horrifies me. So what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? He made a sacrifice to free us of our sins. Yeah, we broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. That's, that's what happened on that cross. That's why he cried out, it is finished. He was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone else pays them. 
and say, Daniel, a lot of fines here, but you can go because someone's paid your fine, and it's legal. Well, God can legally let you live forever. He can take the death sentence off you, all because Jesus paid your fine in his life's blood, all because Jesus paid the fine in his life's blood, and then rose from the dead to defeat death. Yeah. And if you'll simply repent of your sins and trust in him, not your goodness, but trust in him, God will grant you everlasting life as a free gift. That's the promise of the Bible. Yeah. All because Jesus paid that fine on that cross, made the ultimate sacrifice, and then rose from the dead and defeated death, and all you have to do to find everlasting life, and this is what's been missing, you must repent and trust in Jesus. Now, repentance is where you confess and forsake your sins, and the Bible speaks of repentance unto life. And the thing that works repentance is what's called godly sorrow. Are you sorry for your sins? Mm, yeah, but I mean, are you truly sorry if you do it again and again and again? Yeah, that's how to know. Well, if you fight it, you know, you're going to be tempted to lust after you every woman you see. Yeah, right. you try your best. Try your best. And if you sin, you just confess your sins. Mm -hmm. And then he's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I, I repent multiple times every day. I just say, God, please forgive me. Help me to be careful of my eyes and have a right attitude and do that which is pleasing in your eyes. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. So being a Christian means trusting in Jesus day by day and walking in perpetual repentance. At the moment, you're like a man who's going to jump out of a plane, and this is his plan. He's going to flap his arms and try and save himself. And we'd say to that guy, don't do that. It's not going to work. Just trust the parachute. So don't try and save yourself on Judgment Day, Daniel. It's not going to work. Just transfer your trust from yourself to the Savior. The second you do that, God says, I'll give you everlasting life, not because you're good, but because he's good and kind and rich in mercy. Is this making sense? Yeah, of course. You're going to think about what we talked about? Of course. So you're going to think about what we talked about? Yeah. With a sense of seriousness? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. and examine my tone. Why am I talking to you like this? It's only because I care about you. I want to see you in heaven, not in hell. So if you were to die today, you'd be damned. There are two things you must do to be saved. You must repent and trust in Jesus. When are you going to do that? Today. So you're giving up your battle with God. You're saying, God, I, I just need a new heart. I need to love what you love. And I'm going to give you my life because you're the giver of my life. And I'm going to serve and, and honor you from now on. Is that what you're saying? Of course, yeah. You're sorry for your sins? Always. I've always, I'm always thought about them. Yeah. May I pray with you? Yeah. Father, I pray for Daniel. Thank you for his open heart today. I, I pray he'll get a glimpse of his own sinfulness in your eyes and be sorry find a place of true repentance and I pray he'll get a get an understanding of your great love for him expressed in that sacrifice through the cross and today he'll truly repent and trust in Jesus as his Lord and Savior and pass from death to life in his name we pray amen you have a Bible at home uh, I always take this one with me you got one with you oh that's it that's Gideon Bible yeah the Gideons are wonderful yeah yeah two of them you just need one can I give you a book that I've written? Sure, yeah. yeah. It's called Scientific Facts in the Bible. I'll just get it for you. Hey, thanks for listening to me, and you've really made my day by doing what you did today. Thank you. I was able to open up a lot. It was, it was enjoyable, honestly. Real. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many things that we can do in life with the skills and the abilities that God gives us. Some people are good at being medics, some people are good at, you know, a lot of things. But nothing in this world is more important than what Ray is doing. Jesus didn't say, go to all corners of the world and be good at sports. He didn't say, go and go and, and, and to all corners of the world, to everybody that you come in contact with, show them how good you are at playing the guitar. Or rapping. He didn't say, go build houses all over the world because you're good at construction. He said, go spread the gospel. Nothing in this world is more important than that. And what Ray does for me, the day that I got to talk to Ray Comfort on the phone, was a, I don't even know how to explain it. If it wasn't for Ray Comfort, 
my journey with Jesus would be a long way behind where it is right now. Ray's a very important part of my life. And so is Mr. Ken Ham. So I'm very partial to Ray because there's a few people in my life, Will Johnson, Ray Comfort, Ken Ham, and a couple others that are, that are responsible for me being who I am today. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for watching Rise Up. One more show of Live from America here in this studio. We worked through the night last night. Frankie, producer Frankie, is on his way here today. And we're going to be moving everything else today. And on Monday, we will be in the new studio. So I thank you so very much for your donations for that. Your time and your patience that you've given to us for so many years. This has not been just a... uh, Hold on, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I want, I want some music playing as we, as we get ready to lo- leave here. But we started in the backyard. We went to the basement. We went from the basement to our first studio, from our first studio to this studio. And now we get to move to another studio because we're growing. And the reason we're growing is because of all of you and because of God. I don't know how long this is going to last. But God does. And as long as we trust in him, we don't need to know how long this is going to last. We should just continue to keep getting ready for Jesus. We should get ready for his return. And we should all be singing the same song in our heads every day. Come, Jesus, come. I love you guys. God bless you. Have a great morning. Sean Farish comes up next. And then live from America. I hope you're all there. God bless.